Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me once again, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jay, what's up, man? What's up? Uh, Little known fact is every time before we click record on these podcasts, I have to ask Brandon what episode this is. And he already hates that I even say what number it is, so it's a uh, I don't, it's I a don't great, keep track. Yeah, he gets annoyed. Uh, a little, anyway. little known fact is that 29 years ago today, White Men Can't Jump came out. Woo! That's so, a good one, man. That was a, that's a classic. A classic, man. Um, yeah, you want, so you, you can... You want to talk numbers. Yeah. Let's talk numbers. <laughs> you can uh, listen to this podcast anywhere that podcasts are uh, streamed. You can listen on Apple on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, pretty much anywhere. Podbean, Podchaser, we, we're, we're on all the pods. Um, but yeah, if you could share, you know, like, rate, review this podcast wherever you can, we would appreciate it. Click on old episodes, you know, whatever you can do. We're just, uh, we're grinding out here. So how, uh, how's everything going, B? I know you uh, you got a little knee surgery scheduled. Oh, yeah. Finally got the date. I'm going to uh, get my meniscus repaired on my left knee, and that's going to be on Wednesday. Speaking of white men can't jump. <clears throat> Dude, I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one-leg jumper. That leg's taking some toll, and I'm uh, pretty sure that's what, what's happened over the years. And it just started hurting really bad, like – right before you know coronavirus and quarantine shut everything down and then once i wasn't playing basketball basically anyways um it didn't really didn't really bother me and then once we started firing back up i was like ah it's hurting still that was like a whole year as soon as i started running really again started hurting i was like i need to get it checked out but it's good it's not gonna be it's gonna be basic so it's gonna be a 28 minute surgery Oh, that's Precisely. Not, that's not bad. Estimated. Is it just outpatient? Like, they send you right home? Yeah, it's probably, yeah, probably a few hours in there. Well, that's good, man. Um, yeah, I, uh, so I went in for, like, since, since uh, we were last on the the golden mics here, I was uh, had a the bone density test done. I don't know what you'd call scan done. Hey, man, remember the movie um, with Will Smith? Uh, where he's like trying to find a job. Uh, yeah. What's that one called? I'm losing it right now. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Remember, he was selling the bone density scanners. Is that what it was? I don't didn't even remember <laughs> that. But that's funny. That's such a good movie though. But anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. So I went in for that. Uh, it was it went everything went smoothly. Uh, but I did hear back from my doctor, and they said I had osteoporosis, which I guess is pretty common for people dealing with neurological conditions which i had no idea of um yeah so everybody out there you know take your vitamin d if you're uh you know probably if you're you're able-bodied well, what is not. osteoporosis uh, it's i think it's like the weakening of the bone softening of the bone uh-huh. something like that yeah so um, if you were you know well our guy nick lucius we did the we did a little virtual uh, training session a couple weeks ago and he told me to go get that done before I get back up at my standing table because I haven't done that for a while my standing frame um so he's like just to be on the safe side he's like either way though you can you know you're, he said they're probably going to come back and say you have some form of 
you know, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis. So he was whatever. preparing you for for that. Yeah, yeah, and he said even though you know it just basically depends on how long I can get up at the standing frame versus you know like maybe five minutes at a time I mean, to I start kn- out with instead I know, of forty five uh, minutes. I know that you know if you were to fall or something like you probably fracture pretty easy. I know that would be a symptom of osteoporosis. Right. Yeah, you don't so, have to worry about that, probably. I mean, yeah, I've never fallen, thank God, but uh, knock on wood. Dude, almost, though. There's been a couple times I've almost taken yeah. a tumble, bro. But Like when you jammed yourself in the door? <sighs> yeah. Remember when, when we were at um, the high school basketball championships and that dude launched off the ramp in his wheelchair? Oh, man, that was scary as hell. Bro, he seemed okay. Yeah. We saw Kenny Main that day. Yeah. That was crazy. We saw a few people. John Stockman, Kenny Maine, Jeremy Stevens, and Hope Solo. They were there? They walked up on the side by us. I'm pretty sure it was them, man. It well, you would like, know yeah, if you saw Jeremy was, Stevens. Yeah, Jeremy He's Stevens like 6'10". Like, yeah, it was definitely Jeremy Stevens. I'm pretty sure it was Hope Solo. But, um, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, luckily, I'm hoping that, that guy must not have had osteoporosis. Because if he did. Man, yeah, he would have been. In, yeah, it was not, not a good scene. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of a dangerous situation anyway, man. Yeah. They had like a ramp with no side on it. Just, uh, <clears throat> yeah, had like a little lip. Yeah. That was, dude, that was a lawsuit waiting to happen. For real. Um, yeah, he probably owns the Tacoma Dome now. Yeah, no wonder it hasn't been open <laughs> since, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, one time, man, remember, uh, so um, the first van I had after getting out, I guess second van I had after getting out of the hospital was one of the it had a, it was like a full size van that you had to get in through a ramp in the back of it and so basically like when I was in the oh, van Oh like one of the 18 vans that you, you had You remember it? Yeah. No, the first the the big Ford van it, yeah. that I had. Okay, yeah. yeah. Forever. I had it for like 10 yeah. years. Anyway, that was like a nice van. Yeah, it was nice. Um I'm not complaining, but I had to ride in the very back so like a ramp would come down out of the back. And if I was in the van, it would lower to – so I could back onto it, and then it would lower me down to the ground. One time, uh, one of my caregivers had dropped me off. It was dropping me off at school, and, you know, I, like, wouldn't even – I can't see behind me. So, like, when I hear the thing, like, hit down where it's level, I start backing up. Well, she started lowering it more. She started lowering it to the ground for some reason, like, just on autopilot. So I start backing up. And she somehow, like, jumps in front of me and, like, catches me. I'm, like, all – and so, like, three other people ran over and, like, had to push me back up oh, into damn, the like was, half your – like, your yeah, wheels clicked like off. off the back? I was off, dude. I, they were just, like, some oh, – by a stroke of luck, Those ones man. are extra high, too. And these – yeah, and my wheelchair is heavy AF, so. Yeah, dude, Um, you didn't like that van because you couldn't see out the windows. Yeah. But and because I had to ride in the back, and the ride, you just get knocked all over oh, the place. Yeah. It sucked, man. It was kind of comfortable for everyone else, though. You oh, got yeah. the everybody captain else chairs. Had, everybody and else like... had a great time, but <laughs> <laughs> I was in the back just falling over everywhere. But um, anyway, B, we uh, we have an awesome guest this week. Uh, we have a – he's a Red Bull uh, athlete, a four-wheel parts athlete. He's a He's a – he was like up and coming, like one of the best uh, motocross guys in the mm. world and ended up, you know, having a, a kind of a, 
a fluky crash on like a real random area of a track um and so it wasn't it, even like just a huge wipeout it was no it was just like he was going around a corner and ugh. like i think like the the marker for the 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 track like where the track was supposed to curb at um usually they give way real easy this is what i gathered from listening to some other interviews with him as well and um i guess like tire hit that and it had a bunch of mud and like maybe a metal pole so, in sure. it, like to keep it up. And, and so the traction they don't have just that. gave out. And so it just like threw him off, and he just landed in the wrong way and, and broke man. his neck. That's how it works, man. And yeah, and so anyway, we you uh, know you think man. his name his name's Jesse Nelson, um, and yeah, so now he's riding side by sides uh, and and starting to race those, which is pretty awesome. What's that? Like uh like the rate Polaris razors and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So he's uh still going still going at it. Yeah, the Polaris actually like made a specific vehicle for him, uh, or like a instinct like hand. I don't know if you've ever seen hand controls for, um, like if if somebody that you know with uh, paralysis uh, to drive just like a regular car, they're pretty flimsy and. Um, you know, you put one like goes down on the brake and one goes down on the gas and it's like all hand controls, but they, they did this thing with him where, you know, you basically like grab the steering wheel and there's like a second, like metal, uh, metal wheel behind it. So you squeeze back on it to go. And then he has like a handbrake to brake and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty insane. Hey man. I mean, you, he gets to do what he loves still. Yeah. And that's. Yeah, that's, it's awesome, man. That's he's, dope that and, they yeah. made him that. Yeah, and he's doing it, man. So, uh, anyway, but, um, yeah, let's get to that interview with Jesse real quick. It's, uh, it's a good one. There is some, uh, I want to just warn everybody, there's some real choppiness. He was actually driving to an event in Lake Havasu, and so um, windows kept getting rolled down, I think, and, like, little things like that. So, it was uh, there was a couple times where I had to cut parts out so you can, it's a little bit more choppy than normal but um yeah it's a good interview nonetheless i hope you enjoy it we'll talk to you on the other side this week on the live to walk again podcast we are excited to visit with jesse nelson who is a racer uh, a four-wheel parts official athlete and uh, a self-described crash expert jesse welcome to the show man thanks for coming on Oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, a privilege to be a part of this, and yeah, I appreciate you uh, giving me the call and having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. So yeah, you know, if for anybody that doesn't know your story already, um, can you give us just kind of the background on on how you actually suffered um, a spinal cord injury and, you know, when that happened? Absolutely. Quick story on me. Um I, I was a professional motorcycle racer. Um, I raced motocross, supercross, um, straight rhythm, uh, little off-road stuff here and there, and um, been racing ever since I was a kid, uh, seven years old. And at the age of 22, I was racing um, in the state of New York, uh, upstate New York area, and had a bad crash. My motorcycle landed on me, ultimately, broke my T4 and T5 spinal or vertebrae in, in my spine and uh, had a slight stretch on my spinal cord and 
left me paralyzed for the time being, which it's been a little while now, so it's uh, it's been a little bit more accepting, but uh, always pushing to further and better myself. And yeah, it's a little story on me. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to know, I, I know I watched the Silver Linings um, little documentary. It's like a 35 minute documentary um, on YouTube about your, your like early beginnings and then all the way through your, your accident and kind of what you're touching on what you're doing now. Um, in that though, you talk about kind of how the doctors at, because you were, you weren't you in like, I mean, it was a pretty remote area in, in New York state when you got hurt. Um, you know, talk a little bit about what that whole experience is like going to the hospital and, and the, you know, coming out and, and the rehab situation, things like that. Yeah, to be honest, it was a really rough experience. I, I was so out of my element and kind of like out of body kind of experience. I felt like almost, but wasn't dead. <laughs> but um, looking back, I don't really know the area and all that well where I was. Uh, I said anything bad about where I was or anything like that to people who lived there. Sorry if that's offensive, but uh, I was just pissed off in the world really at that time. And it was a rough thing. And I, I don't, I'm not discrediting, discrediting um, a lot of the people at the hospital. The nurses and everybody were great, but I absolutely fucking hated my doctor. <laughs> he was the worst. And um, I mean, he said he kind of came from a New York City, but then kind of ended up in this small town. I don't know if he got de-promoted or, or what, but I just, from the very get-go, I was, I was not a fan, and I was not comfortable with that guy operating on me. Um, luckily, my, I had a few doctors in California that um, were well-renowned uh, surgeons that helped him kind of guide him what to do. And come to find out, he kind of, went a little bit of the wrong way of what they guided him. Cause once I got back and had issues with my hardware and stuff like that in my spine, uh, my doctor there was like, yeah, I kind of told him what I think should be done. Cause he was a Red Bull neurosurgeon. So he wanted to help Red Bull athletes. And it was um, a little bit overkill for what I needed. And it was causing me a lot of issues. So that kind of sucked. Um, but I ultimately ended up getting him removed and, everything was somewhat all right, but who knows what could or would have been if it would have been, I, I think, handled differently. Um, who knows? It could have been the exact same thing, but it would have been nice to have a little bit more comfort on something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, we've had a few people on the, on the podcast that got injured during like a sporting event or, um, you know, something along those lines something that was being filmed and I know your crash was being filmed it's it's always hard for me to even watch stuff like that just knowing what the outcome is of somebody else so um how long did it take after your accident for you to go back and watch the video of the crash? um honestly it it didn't take me long to want to see what happened because I actually hit my head pretty hard and was a little bit concussed when I crashed so I, I didn't know what happened and I crashed in a corner, which for an injury like that is so rare, I feel like, and just so not me. I've had 
tons of crashes that were horrible and I walked away from them no problem and then for it to get put down the way I did in a corner I was just uh I was baffled really I didn't I didn't know what to even say or think and I didn't know what happened so I was I mean I, I, I just remember remembering bits and pieces of it and then kind of putting it all together but it was like did that really happen or did, was I dreaming that because it just I don't feel like it was that bad and yeah I just came into a corner and and bike landed on me kind of funny or I twisted my body but I, I immediately really wanted to see what happened because you know just the curiosity in me right right yeah you know as a as like a very casual like observer of uh motocross and supercross that's what i always thought like you know that if you're going to get injured doing something like that it's going to be off of a huge jump or something but um you know that's that that must have been you know, it's just crazy that, that it happened on the, like what like how you described it as like a pretty you know normal corner or whatever yeah it was it was odd to me and it's kind of weird because I came in and I caught the edge of this this track marker. And normally if you tag those, they, they kind of flop over. But the way it was mounted, it was just, it had some wood stakes in it. And it was also really stiff. So it just like threw me off the bike and um, it was really just scratching my head and, and just in disbelief of what really happened. And tough, tough thing to go through, I feel like. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, with the Silver Linings movie uh, that you guys put together, I, I don't know who exactly put that together. If it was, I know you had a, a big role in it, though. Um, like, what what inspired? Like, what made you want to do that and kind of put tell your story? And um, you know, how long after the the crash did did you start working on that? Yeah, it was. It was kind of talked about um, probably within a year or halfway through a year and kind of um, recovering and doing everything that I was doing. I was working my, my ass off to try to get things going again. And my, my good friend Ryan Walters is a you know, videographer and he does a great job with, with uh, storytelling and things like that. Um, and his you know, video skills are pretty, uh, pretty great. So we were talking and we're like, well, if we could get some funding and maybe get this thing pushed a little further and we could you know, do it the right way or do it the best we can with the budget. So we, uh, we started kind of talking with some, with some people at Red Bull and, and worked on it for quite a while and just started stacking some footage and got some help. And it was, uh, it was quite the process. And he and I worked, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't feel like I did a whole lot. I kind of told them some things I liked, didn't like, or things I think we should put in, or this would be cool to film this part or here, there, or, or however it may be. And my friend Nate helped out and um, my friend Richard, uh, I, I had quite a bit of good people and, and um, Eli Moore from Red Bull. And uh, it, was, it was quite the process, really. It's, uh, it's a lot, I mean, um, hour video or 30 minute video or I forget how long it is really 45 minutes something like that um but that's a that's a lot of footage to stack and and to to line it all up accordingly is is quite the task and you kind of have to have like a kind of a creative vision for it but um pretty much just 
told my story how it was, and that was it. Yeah, no, it was. It's a powerful uh, piece of piece of film, man, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I got what I got from it um, when I was watching it, seeing how hard you like the videos of you working out bef before your accident. And I had no idea, you know, like it, it, you think of, uh, I mean, those motorcycles are heavy and powerful. So obviously you guys have to be in great shape. But you don't really think about it. Um, you know, at least like as an outsider kind of looking in, I was like, Oh, those guys ride motorcycles for a living. That's awesome. But I didn't know like all the work that goes into it. So how, how would you compare? Cause I remember after my accident, like laying there, like trying to, you know, lift a little like silly weight was seemed like a, a nightmare. And, you know, I had been a football player in high school and stuff. So I was, you know, I was used to lifting weights and everything. Um, and it was like, I, I worked harder to, you know, lift this little tiny weight than I had ever lifted like bench pressing like 300 pounds or whatever. But um, talk about how, how you were, you know, how the workouts, how, how hard they were compared to before when you, when you were working out like a savage, right? Like what, what was it like working out after the, the accident and doing rehab? It's funny you say that. It's, it's funny you say that because I, I had that discussion with somebody the other day and I think no matter how hard we worked or, you know, sun up, sun down, 6 a.m. till 8 o'clock at night or whatever, all day long at the track, the gym, road bikes, in the pool, running, nothing can prepare you for a, a workout um for you know a neuro type workout which is so frustrating and mentally draining and and yeah like you said just to try to lift that little dumbbell or to try to get uh things moving or whatever that's that's more draining than anything i've ever done in my life wow yeah I figured, man, I was, I just wanted to, I was wondering about that. Cause uh, you know, I just, yeah. Seeing how hard you were working out before I was like, I bet you anything he's, he had a hell of a time afterwards, but um, you know, yeah. And, and also in that silver linings, um, you know, towards the end of it, they uh, Polaris, I guess, gets you one of the side-by-side -side razors yep. and yeah. And, and they kind of uh, modified it for you to be able to, to drive um you know what what was that like i guess getting in in behind the wheel of like a four-wheel car instead of being on on a uh, dirt bike uh right away it was it felt like home to me just being back in that atmosphere or that race kind of vibe or pushing for something which just gave me so much you know optimism and and, and hope i felt like um it, it was it was remarkable and like for them to come together and, and do that for me was so amazing and i'm forever you know in their debt and grateful for what they've done and just uh to do that was incredible just to be able to go out and have fun and enjoy the things that i like to do in the dirt um was incredible yeah, and so how long after your accident was uh, was it that you were able to get back out there in, in the, the side by side? Um, no, I'm not too sure how long it took me to get back uh, in the dirt on the side by side. Um, maybe like eight months or almost a year, because um, I I really wanted to get back into it right away, but I also wanted to make sure 
I wasn't going to do any damage or, or anything like that, which those are incredibly safe as, as far as I, I'm concerned when it comes to the, the, the seats and how you're kind of held in and the harnesses and the roll cage and the suspension is incredible. So it's not like it's beating the hell out of you. So that was a big concern for me at first, but um, after, you know, getting my feet wet a little bit in it and realizing um, how it was, um, it felt, you know, right at home. Right. That, that's so cool, man. Um, the, you know, so like a typical, like the hand controls for a typical vehicle are pretty, you know, flimsy looking to, at least to me, like I've never actually been able to, to drive on my own since my accident, but um, like what kind of uh, modifications did Polaris do for you to be able to, to drive that without having to use like, you know, the little, the, the flimsy looking uh, uh, hand controls that, that you would drive a normal car with. Yeah, that's what, that's actually what I'm using right now as we're talking is uh, just your typical um, hand control where you, it has like a, a lever which you, you push down for throttle and you push forward for brake, um, which in my Razor is completely different. It's, uh, there's actually a, a steering a steering wheel like you would on any car and then there's a ring behind it which it has like a spring almost like you would like a full clutch on a motorcycle oh. and you pull that in and out and that's that is that's the throttle for it oh cool so you pull the throttle towards you on the ring that's behind the steering wheel and that's the throttle and then i have a handbrake that's right to the right of me um um like right next to my my hip on my on my right side and then you just push forward for the brake so no matter where i'm at i can be in the throttle um any part of the corners or wherever it may be and then i have to take a hand off to hit the brake which it's it's not perfect but it, it works really well and it helps me from not dragging the brakes everywhere and um i think it's an incredible design and it's uh it's really cool yeah, that's badass, man. Um, when did you, when did you, so you, you started getting in, you got in the car in the, in the side-by-side -side for the first time, like eight months to a year after your accident, then when, when were you able to start competitively racing? Cause I know you're on the works tour. Is that what it's, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. about racing. So. Uh, yeah. So I, it was, it was actually a couple of years cause I really didn't want to jump into something like that. I was kind of, just doing some media stuff with them and, and making some videos and just having fun with it. And then probably like two and a half years later or two and a half years into my injury, I, um, I competed at my first race and, and then, uh, just did a couple odds, odd men races here and there. And in the 2018, 16, yeah, so I got hurt in 16 and then 2018 end of 2016. And then, uh, midway through, 2018 I was uh kind of doing races here and there and I was winning some stuff and um kind of just here and there like I said races that seemed fun to me I'd go do and and then uh last year in 2019 or not last year 19 I did a couple of races and then in 2020 um you know with COVID and everything it was kind of a scramble all over the place and did like one or two and DNF um didn't finish any of them i broke my car and kind of was yeah i was struggling with uh getting the car to the finish line in, in 2000 
2020 and then with COVID and everything and that was my first year in the pro class and then 2019 I did a couple of races here and there in the class right below pro um, did fairly well I got a couple of wins and a couple thirds and uh, things like that but I was like you know if I want to do this like let's do it right so sold the car that I had and I was racing in to that end of 2020 and then uh, 21 I built a new car and now we're we're racing a lot more competitively and trying to make it happen. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, um, and I know you're out in Lake Havasu this, or in Arizona there this weekend. Yeah. So this week I'm actually driving there right now to, to Lake Havasu. I am currently in Bakersfield, uh, making my way there. Probably got another five hours or so. And, um, my wife and I will, See what we can do this weekend. We're sitting, we're sitting second in points right now in the pro class. Only one point out of the lead. So if I can finish, get some good points, I think that'll be a, that'll be like a win in itself. Hell yeah, man! Uh, so yeah, had you? Um, I wanted to know too. Had you driven or um, raced the side by sides at all prior to your injury? No, never. That. This is a whole new adventure for me uh, since my injury and, and getting into this uh, four-wheel side of things. And that's a huge, huge difference. Like motorcycles, uh, they kind of translate a little bit, just knowing the dirt and knowing, you know, jump faces and, and timing and things like that. But as far as setup and getting uh, getting it everything set up correctly and, and knowing what to do or how to do it in corners and things like that, it's totally different. So that's been a huge learning curve for me. And it's different because once it's one thing to go out and practice and, and have fun in the side-by-side and go to the dunes or mess around with your buddies or whatever, which is all good practice. But when it comes to racing, it's, it's a completely different ball game. And it's nothing can replicate that other than racing. Yeah. So what was the learning, what was the learning curve on, on that? Um, I mean, I know you waited a couple of years before you, before you really started racing, like how long before you like really felt comfortable behind the wheel? Um, I'm still not fully comfortable, but I'm working on it. Um, the class is really competitive and there's a lot of good drivers and racers. Um, so I'm constantly learning, trying to get, suspension set up better uh perfecting my hand controls a little bit steering options and stuff like that which is a just like a ongoing battle all the time just, you know you can never be perfect right right um yeah and so um yeah that that's very cool man i'm i'm, I'm so happy you had like another outlet to be able to to, to work with that that's very cool. Um, I did wanted to also ask you, um, at the end of the Silver Lining movie, you were walking in one of the rewalk exoskeletons. And we've had a few people on here that uh, you know, are pretty big advocates of those. Like, what, what did you think? What, what was that experience like for you to get up and be able to walk a bit? Oh, the, the rewalk system is unbelievable and what it what it brings to the table and for people to to do and be able to get up on your on your feet and walk around but when i was hearing about it at the time and i didn't know much about it and people were like oh yeah i can get you up and you can walk i was thinking that i could just go walk to the store or whatever it may be. like i was like oh this is this is bitching but it's um i think the technology is still a ways out um 
it's definitely amazing what it can do and, and how it works. But it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a little ways out for being able to use it on your own. You kind of need to have somebody to help you get up and kind of make sure you keep your balance and, and walk with it. Um, it's not like what you think it would be like when you see Iron Man or, you know, the Avengers and the guy gets hurt and he's got the exoskeleton and he's walking around fine. It's, uh, it's totally different than that. I got you. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of looks like you need, you would need a little bit of help with it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at least it's probably a good, uh, good get, you know, just for circulation and things like that. But I can understand what you're saying. And, you know, I wanted to know, uh, Jesse, I mean, you touched on it for a second there, but um, how, how did COVID you know, affect the racing, like, I guess the racing world, as well as you personally last year? and you know what you were trying to get accomplished yeah covid was kind of a little bit of a damper in the in the racing scene uh as far as getting racing scheduled and knowing where it's going to go or what it's going to be if we're going to be allowed to run or even events um relating to the side-by-side world and making sure uh you know certain dealer shows or things like that were going to go on and that was always in, in shambles a little bit and knowing what, what's going to happen but uh, yeah there'd be times where we'd, get, we'd be getting ready for a race and they'd put out a put out an Instagram post or on their website and be like oh race is canceled like, oh okay well they're like oh well we're going to have the next three rounds in, in uh, Nevada. And it's like, okay, well, are they going to happen? Or are we going to not go to this? Or then it was like, oh, we're going to do a, a six round series instead of 12. So, you know, it was just kind of all over the place. And at that time, nobody really knew what was going on with COVID because it was kind of like this new thing where, you, I mean, we were pretty freaked out about it. We thought maybe like, wow, our people are dying like crazy. Like what? I don't want to go get sick and have something happen. Like, I mean, I, I feel like my immune system's good, but usually with a, a spinal cord injury, your your immune system's kind of compromised a little bit. So that was uh, always a worry for me. And yeah, it was just a, it was a tough deal. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and yeah, I just had a couple of uh, other quick questions for you, man, before I let you go and get back on the road. Um, yes, I was watching the uh, Whiskey Bottle podcast uh, over the last couple of days, and um, you said that you, you uh, were up here in Olympia, Washington, and, and I heard you say on there that you were living, like when you were a kid, you lived up here for a while, and I was wondering where, whereabouts you lived. Yeah, as a kid, I, I lived in Washington until um, I was about three, then I moved to three or four, and I moved to California. Uh, we lived in Redmond, Washington for a little while, and then um, Duval for a little little bit as well, but I was super young. It was uh, yeah, you don't hard, to, hard to remember. Yeah, I bet. But, um, <laughs> right. I have a ton of family that live up there in Clee Elm area and, and Duval area and Redmond, that kind of vicinity um but yeah my dad my dad's side has family all over in, in washington awesome man um well yeah hopefully that's uh hopefully this is a big hit up here then <laughs> um yeah i wanted yeah to- there's uh there's oh. there is some side-by-side racing up there and some 
really cool places that I'd like to go visit. Um, I'll be headed in June. I'll be in Idaho racing. And then uh, I think some other time in June, I'll be in Coos Bay, Oregon for the dunes there. And uh, I'd like to go visit family and just check it out because in the summertime, it's freaking amazing up there. Yeah, it's the best place. I feel like it's the best place on earth during the summer, man. Um, all right, and do they do they race the uh, side by sides at Washougal? Uh, I believe they do. Yeah, that's another place I'd like to go to go race and, and visit. I, I love Washougal and, and the whole area there, and um, go do some fishing and and just kind of live life a little bit. Oh yeah, man. So yeah, just a couple more quick questions. Uh, so my buddy Jake, he is a he's a nut of about Supercross and motocross, and he's the one that told me about about your story. And he wanted to know that when so a, as a motocross guy, when you would go when you'd hit a big jump or something and you hit it wrong and you were gonna crash, do you know like, or are you just doing whatever you can to to save it? Um, or do you know when something, I mean, do you kind of know when you, when you hit a jump, if it's going to be a bad landing or not? Yeah, pretty much right off the takeoff. If, if you're coming in too fast or too slow or, or your timing's just off, you pretty much know right away. And you, and you kind of adjust to what, what you need to do, whether it's you get, need to get back on the, on the rear wheel a little bit more, you need to hold that throttle wide open to try to pull it through or you're a little bit nose down. So you're going to endo, which is, the front end dropping down you need to hold that bike wide open and try to get the rear wheel to bring it back up and do everything you can to save it right uh, yeah I, I don't know anything like i said man i'm I, I do not know anything about dirt bikes at all so yeah man you're you're uh you're an inspiration bro like everything you're doing out there on the on the side-by-side tour and uh you know, we're, we'll be rooting for you for sure. Um, is there a way to, to watch that or stream those races online? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think worksracing.com, uh, W-O-R-C-S racing. Um, I think they have a YouTube live feed. Uh, I don't know how great the coverage is because I'm always racing, so I don't really know what's going on. Right. Um, but I believe you can, you can watch some of it there. Um, they're starting to work on their live stream a little bit more and, and perfecting it uh, better each each round. So I, I think look forward to seeing some better uh, content wise. And then as far as you know, my Instagram goes, I'll I'll be having some more GoPro footage put up and and things like that, so people can kind of see what's going on and have an idea of what we're doing. That's awesome, man. Um, oh, and then one one last thing, Jesse, as if you weren't doing enough amazing things already. Um, I know you and your wife uh, do a lot of uh, an- animal rescue, uh, especially like dog rescues and stuff like that. Like wh- when did, when did you start Absolutely. doing it? Yeah. When, and I know on, on that whiskey throttle podcast, which I believe was like right before the pandemic hit. Um, and you you were saying that you had to drive your wife the next day to the airport to go to China to go pick up a, a bunch of dogs to save them. Like, what was that? I mean, so she must have been been in China, like, right before everything went crazy, huh? Absolutely. I think possibly my wife could be Asian Zero in, in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I know that when she got back, both of us were sick for, like, two and a half, three weeks, I felt like, where we did not do a single thing. We didn't leave the house. We didn't do anything. We were 
she went to the doctor. I did not. Um, but she went to the doctor and, and they were like, ah, we don't know what you have. It's just maybe a flu or something or whatever. And looking back, I'm thinking we might've had it. Wow. But, but yeah, she's, um, she's, uh, the owner operator of, uh, Atlas animal rescue, which rescues dogs, uh, you know, foreign and domestically, um, all over the world, really from China to, um, she's getting some dogs from like, uh, I think Kuwait or, um, not Kuwait, but, um, I think like Indonesia or some, some other crazy places way like that, but it's kind of different all, all over, but mainly, mainly China and dogs from the meat trade that are going to be slaughtered and eaten, which is pretty cruel what they do over there. And she's been, uh, rescued dogs and flying them over here and finding them awesome homes and we're going to the races right now and there's actually a couple dogs there at the races that are from china and have forever loving homes with a couple kids and uh and they and they're doing really well so it's really cool to see and i think it's really rewarding for her and i i, I love seeing it oh uh, that's noble work that you guys are both doing man and, and her yeah with the with the rescuing those animals is amazing. So, um, yeah, man, salute you guys both. And yeah, thank you so much, bro, for coming on the show. I know it took, took a while for us to connect. I know you're a busy guy, so, um, I appreciate it, man. We'll be rooting for you, uh, this weekend and all season. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, bro. Yeah. Thank you very much. And yeah, all, all the credit to my wife and what she does. Um, I just a small part of it hardly anything compared to what compared to what she does so uh, i appreciate you guys and and you have for having me on and thank you yeah man we'll, we'll talk we'll have to catch up soon maybe after the season or something see how you did absolutely hopefully i'll make it up to washington soon too all right well thank you and yeah and, uh, have a good day yeah you too man all right that was jesse nelson i want to thank him again for taking the time out to uh you know join me on his journey out there to uh, Lake Havasu, which uh, I really appreciate. I'm not sure how he did. I was trying to look it up, but I, the, the way the works, uh, works.com, uh, the works, he's on the works tour. And so I tried to look it up uh, on there, but it wasn't uh, readily available. Works tour, huh? Yeah. W O R C S. Um, but yeah, that, that was, uh, that was amazing. Uh, getting to, getting to, chat with him for a bit um him you know they're doing some amazing stuff him and his wife you know she's does a bunch of animal rescues and stuff like that which is you know really noble uh noble work man so uh brandon yeah, it looks like they haven't posted the uh the results but they oh they might have them up now they do they do have them up now okay but you can guys can go look at that um, yeah, we'll post the link to it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, B, I'm, uh, I'm getting my second vaccine in a couple of days. Uh, I know. You're scared now, aren't you? I'm a little bit nervous, but I was just like, you know what, man? I'm going to get on a plane in a week or whatever, two weeks. I don't know how long after you have to wait. But I'm getting on a plane, and uh, I'm going to Miami Beach, baby. <laughs> Spring break. Spring break. Let's go. Down. Let's go. They're wilding out in, in Florida right well, now. I, 
I know, uh, you know, we had a friend um, who got his second vaccine and then had some complications with that. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like pretty, pretty common. Yeah, I've heard that too, man. And somebody, uh, maybe it was you, told me that you heard that the older you are, the the less the uh, side effects. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody told me that. So you're know. good then. Yeah, right, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. You're good, man. Anyway, um, yeah. So, um, so off to Florida as soon as that would be wild. I seen they're I seen they're getting down out there in Miami Beach. Oh, Might man. have to. Make sure you uh, got your bail money set. <laughs> they got a curfew going oh, now. Man, that's crazy. Kids dude. are crazy, man. They are. You know, we'd have probably been out there too if, uh, for some reason, yeah, if we, we were been, young. We did. We did a lot of dumb stuff when we were young too. Obviously, they gonna stop us. Um, but yeah, man. Um, have you been on Clubhouse much, Brandon? Nah, I, yeah, I, I know was. You're on there. I was pretty heavy on there for like two weeks, uh, and then I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I uh, I've been getting in there a little bit, trying to just uh, chat just, with some people been, in the have community. Have you been listening or talking? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's fun, man. I think it's pretty cool, especially like for the spinal cord injury community. We're gonna have a couple people that um, I've connected with on there. Oh man, on the uh, show here. Soon. Don't get me wrong. I think the concept and the platform idea are are great. Um, the usability, the user ability of it right now is still lacking for me. I just, uh, had a little trouble with that, but I think, dude, it's cool to like, just always be consistently in like a conference like that. Yeah. And like always listening to speakers and just getting better, you know, mm-hmm. um, in whatever field you're trying to pursue. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the spinal cord community, uh, injury community is like represented pretty well on there. So I, oh, I suggest good. everybody, you know, especially if you're dealing with a spinal cord injury, that's listening now go, go, uh, check it out for sure. Um, what else was I gonna, what other big topics happened this well, week? Where's your notes? I know I, I did, uh, I already went through all my this notes. This episode bro. sucks. Nah, we're all we're always good. <laughs> this episode did not suck, bro. Uh, good. We had we had a freaking professional motocross race. Yeah, other than dude. that, it was it was good, man. Other than that, that's great. Yeah, just what, turn it a, off after the interview. Yeah, right. You're. Uh, I know your wife is running a Spartan race this week. I wanted to mention that. Oh and, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, she's how, out there getting uh, right now. She's probably racing right now. They're yeah. doing the the beast on the Spartan. At, I just in wanted Vegas. to reiterate that uh, our guy Lenny Lenny Redrose does that uh, without being able to use his legs, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm not. That's so no, crazy, yeah. man. That's. Uh, I'm still in awe of that guy, man. He's he's amazing. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Just actually go watch some video of that because yeah. I know there's footage. Yeah, there is. So there is. Um, yeah, he's he's an go amazing to YouTube, guy. enter um, in Lenny's name, and yeah. you're gonna find some footage. For real. Um, yeah. So. We will be back next week. I want to thank uh, our guy Jesse Nelson one more time for for taking some time out of his day to to visit with us and kind of tell his story, which was you know it's amazing, tragic, but you know he's doing doing his thing right now on the with the side by side racing. 
which is very cool. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we got the next couple of weeks, man. We got fire coming. I uh, I, I know I'm, you got I'm reading best uh, interview ever next week, dude. You better chill. Week. You better chill with that. We have a surgeon, bro. Come a, a surgeon with a spinal cord injury coming up. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, all in its own. Yeah, you showed me some photos of him up in his uh, standing wheelchair. Yeah, we have some a, surgeries. Yeah, we have a guy named Michael Murphy who is a uh, mono skier. Um, Ooh. And he, I think he would have been competing in the Olympics this year, but it got postponed or the Winter Olympics. Yeah, they did. And well, the summer the winter, ones got... The Winter Paralympics is what I should have said. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. And he wrote, just wrote a book, and I got that <laughs> exclusive link, so I've been reading Ooh. it. It's, uh, it's fantastic, go. man. So he's, this guy yeah. has an amazing life. So fun. That's good, man. You're a reader, so that, yeah. he passed it over to the right person. Yeah, so that's good. We got that coming up. Um, you know, we have an actress coming up who's, like, big in the... Um, a huge uh, advocate for for people dealing with disabilities. We, you know, we just come with the heat all the time. So, stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week.